0: Um skid Row, in my opinion, is a disgrace. It just really is that people are, are living like that and it's it's not new. Nine
1: one one, what's your emergency?
0: America's health care system is broken and people are dying.
1: Welcome to Code Whack, where we shine a light on America's callous healthcare system, how it hurts us, and what we can do about it. I'm your host, Brenda Gazar. code whack where the 3,000 people died of drug overdoses in Los Angeles County alone in 2022. And last October, Hollywood actor Matthew Perry of Friends fame became one of the latest overdose victims when he accidentally died of acute effects of ketamine at his Los Angeles home. Perry's story reminds us that no one is immune to drug overdoses, but who is most vulnerable in LA County and what can be done about it? To find out, we spoke to Nyabingi Kuti, director of the LA Harm Reduction Network, which aims to expand and enhance access to substance use disorder treatment for LA County and especially Skid Row. This is the first episode in a two-part series. Welcome to Code Whack, Nyabingi.
0: Greetings, Brenda and audience.
1: So you're the director of the LA Harm Reduction Network. When was it established and what is its mission?
0: We've been around about four years. The mission is to improve and enhance access to opioid addiction treatment in particular and substance use disorder treatment in general. And it came about as a result of working for targeted treatment centers and the Drug Policy Alliance and seeing the huge gaps in treatment and the high relapse rates for people that were in treatment.
1: So a record 3,220 people died of drug overdoses in Los Angeles County in 2022, according to the LA County Department of Public Health. That's at least eight people per day, fueled primarily by fentanyl and methamphetamine, according to com. What are your thoughts on this and who is most vulnerable?
0: Well, this is the essence of my work the county has had uh, poor results in addiction treatment for a long time and has been exacerbated by homelessness and fentanyl epidemic, which pretty much morphed from the prescription opioid pill epidemic that was caused by Purdue Pharma and Oxycontin that's morphed into the um, fentanyl epidemic. And LA County, um, as you say, uh, over 3,000 people died last year Whereas in 2019, uh, there were under 500 people that had died from drug overdoses in the county. Wow. So yeah, we're facing a, a serious problem and, and and it's rising drastically year by year. So we're expecting this um, 2023 to have even worse results.
1: Wow, that's a shocking increase. What do you attribute that to?
0: To Purdue Pharma with the OxyContin. That's where it started 20 some odd years ago.
1: Purdue Pharma, owned by the Sackler family, was a manufacturer of highly addictive pain medicines, including fentanyl and oxycodone. Using aggressive marketing focused on getting doctors to prescribe their drugs, Purdue Pharma's drug sales soared despite skyrocketing overdose deaths.
0: And the government's corruption and relationship with the pharmaceutical industry that allowed it to happen. And the the lack of will of government to really get in and do some things that are going to change the outcomes.
1: Right. Like in the last few years, is there anything else that fueled this increase?
0: Homelessness. it's, It's like a perfect storm. You know, poverty, homelessness, mental illness, even a person's physical health. Um, because uh, you know these opioids are painkillers, and a lot of people have gotten addicted on fentanyl as a result of using painkillers, um, prescription painkillers. Even though um, oxycodone has been, um, I, I, I would say it's not used as much as it used to, It's still around. But I guess there's been so many restrictions on it that it's kind of not problem anymore. It's morphed into the fentanyl um, and, and street heroin. First, it went from the prescription pill epidemic, Oxycontin, to street heroin, and then now it's not even heroin anymore. Fentanyl is an opioid, but it's a lot more potent than than heroin. Mm,
1: Wow. So you mentioned the homeless population is vulnerable. Are there other populations
0: that are vulnerable to this? The elderly have been vulnerable because of the pain, prescription pain. Um, Actually, everybody's been vulnerable. You know, kids were taking it recreationally and overdosing. Um, it's, It's just been the easy access to it that has been the main problem.
1: Mm, okay. So you've said in the past that Black residents on Skid Row are facing a humanitarian crisis related to substance use disorder. What are you seeing and hearing from these residents?
0: Well, what I'm hearing is a lack of residential beds there and um, the issue of quality of treatment that I mentioned. Many people that have died from overdoses have been in treatment multiple times. You know, if you listen to people like Perry and other celebrities that have overdosed and died, they've been in treatment before and sometimes over 10 times.
1: Yes, you're referring to Matthew Perry of the sitcom Friends. His recent death was so tragic.
0: So that makes you wonder, well, why isn't treatment working? Why are people reluctant to go to treatment? And it's also a mental health component. You know, there's a very close relationship, if not the the same substance use disorder. Addiction is a mental health disorder. But some people have even more um, mental health issues than just addiction. You know, bipolar disorder or schizophrenia, and the methamphetamines are being mixed with fentanyl, and it's just like I see just a perfect storm of what we're we're seeing. What we're seeing the end result on the streets. Um, skid row, in my opinion, is a disgrace. It just really is that people are are living like that, and it's it's not new.
1: For those unfamiliar with Skid Row, it's a neighborhood in downtown Los Angeles that as far back as the 1930s had been home to as many as 10,000 unhoused people at a time. Can you paint us a picture of what it's like today?
0: It's just utter poverty and despair and filth, prostitution, open air drug use. There are also people that are housed on Skid Row in single room occupancy hotels that are dying and, and in poverty also. So it basically is something that society has just allowed to happen. It can be fixed, but that, like I said, there's a lack of will to fix it.
1: So what's the impact of substance abuse on individuals, families and communities? And do you have any personal stories?
0: Definitely, definitely. I don't think that there's any American that hasn't been touched by addiction. You know, family and friends. I've I've had one of my brothers who had a serious crack addiction. He has recovered. My dad was a severe alcoholic. And the majority of people that are addicted are functioning. They're not out on the street homeless. They are going to work every day. And there's, you know, there's a wide range of addictions, alcohol, um, cigarettes vaping, but when it gets to the point that it affects your behavior and, and your functionality, that's when I guess it becomes a behavioral problem and, and not just you know, something that doesn't affect you, your personal life.
1: Right. Do you have any stories about Skid Row that you can share? Tell us about what's being done to make things better and the people who are behind these efforts.
0: When I was working for Tarzan Treatment Centers, I held two resource fairs in um, St. Julian Park on Skid Row, and um, there was a guy there that helped me to facilitate those events, named Window Blasting Gang, and he spent years posting it at this park, helping people with their homeless um, situations, and um, we would just basically call him the Mayor of Skid Row. And recently he's, he's taken very ill and I've, I've been visiting him. He had his leg amputated and he's pretty much bedridden. So that, that's been a heavy on my heart. He's somebody that has dedicated their life to helping people on Skid Row and, and that condition. And he's, he really is not getting that much support from the community. I've reached out to people that he knows elected officials that he's worked with. He has, he has all these proclamations and well, the elected officials know who he is. I've made them aware of his condition and pretty much they haven't reached out to help him. So it's kind of tragic for me.
1: Got it. As for Wendell, was he ever an addict himself?
0: I don't know that for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if he was. But one thing that he did do, I worked with him on getting Narcan in the park. Are you aware of what Narcan is? And and for those who might not know what Narcan is is that are listening, it's an antidote that reverses an overdose, and it has saved many, many lives, and uh, it's really become readily available here in Los Angeles. They have it in uh, dispensaries in the county jail, and all hospitals and first responders carry it. I gave him Narcan because he had seen overdoses in the park that he has, was, was functioning. And he actually told me he reversed an overdose with the Narcan that I gave him. So that, that was good to, to, to know.
1: Fentanyl overdoses, which Narcan reverses, are so prevalent that LA Unified School District made Narcan available at each of its K-12 schools. I'm reading recent articles that there have been, like the LA Times reported in May of 2021, that there were 1,557 pediatric deaths from fentanyl, including 40 infants and 93 children, ages one to four.
0: Terrible.
1: What do you want to say about this affecting not only families, but children?
0: It's terrible, it it shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be happening. It's Prenatal women suffering from addiction should, uh, be a a top priority for treatment and and i've worked with women that were in treatment that were pregnant and um, they have extra behavioral issues theirs are compounded by the pregnancy their behavioral issues
1: and it seems that sometimes children get a hold of their parents pills and swallow them and can die as well
0: yeah that's happened quite a bit yeah especially with fentanyl because it doesn't take much. It doesn't even have to be a pill. You know, fentanyl comes in powder mostly. And a child, there have been cases where they say a child has gotten a hold of those small amounts of fentanyl and and died from ingesting it.
1: So sad. Thank you, Nyabingi Kuti. Stay tuned next time when we dive into possible solutions to the widening U.S. drug epidemic with Nyabingi Kuti. Do you have a personal story you'd like to share about our WAC healthcare system? Contact us through our website at heal-ca.org. And don't forget to subscribe to Code WAC wherever you find your podcasts. You can also find us on progressivevoices.com and on Nurse Talk Media. Code WAC's powered by HEAL California. Uplifting the voices of those fighting for healthcare reform around the country. I'm Brenda Gazar.